2: to Radical Advice on BFF.fm, Best Frequencies Forever. I'm your host, Lily Sloan, and I'm a psychotherapist in San Francisco, here to chat with you about the intersection of psychotherapy, personal growth, and activism. Today I have a guest in the studio with me, and I will introduce her in a couple of minutes. Um, if you have life questions that you want answered at a future date, Um, please be aware that there are three more broadcasts of this show after today and then it's over it's over The show will be put to rest Um, so you know that's sad and also fine and maybe it doesn't matter you know in the grand scheme of things nothing matters but if you have a life question Um, please go to RadicalAdviceShow.com and click Submit to send it in. Uh, And we will do our best in the last few weeks to um, make your question matter. So, uh, also, you can follow uh, the show on Twitter at Radical underscore Advice um, or on Facebook if you really like to uh, start, you know, becoming a fan of something right when it's about to end so uh if you have been listening if you've been with me on this this adventure thank you so much and it's great to it's great to still be here as as things come to an to an end also we've got a lot going on we've got an impeachment trial happening or it's not an impeachment um, impeachment uh I guess, investigation going on, we've got Thanksgiving, equally weird, and I am feeling a bit overwhelmed by all of that, (laughs) a bit tired, and uh, curious to see where it's all going to go, and excited to eat apple pie, so... Let's do that thing we do at the beginning of the show, where we take a moment to step away from whatever we're doing and take some breaths. Notice what's happening in your body and in your mind. You can start by focusing on your breathing or really anything that's present for you. The breath is is just a kind of convenient uh, thing to focus on. But maybe there's a, a another kind of sensation happening in your body or a certain way that your mind is, is working that is calling out for attention. And you can listen to that. The idea here isn't to control it isn't to change it isn't to fix the idea here is to notice and sit with what's there that might be discomfort The idea also isn't to force yourself to experience uncomfortable things. If, for instance, the way you're sitting is hurting your back and you feel a strong impulse to shift, do it. Change is allowed. It's just not required, and it's not—it's not, it's not the, the goal. Taking. An intentional breath seeing if you can feel it rising in your chest and rising in your belly falling from your belly falling from your chest moving outward My permission to be as unpresent and distracted, and irritable and stressed out as you want to be for the rest of the day. Um. Whatever works for you. I am really excited to bring in today's guest, and, and as as usual, I'm gonna do that with a song. Here's the middle by Jimmy Eats World.
1: Hey, don't write yourself.
2: to radical advice i'm lily sloan and here with me is rochelle greenhagen hi lily hi um god that was that was a i i regret the way i said hi just now oh do it again i'd like to redo it do it hello rochelle no that's not right (laughs) hey hey girl hey (laughs) all right well let's just hope that some combination of those three is is the cool one yeah so um Hi, thank you for being here. I'm so
3: happy to be here. I'm a big Lily Sloan fan.
2: Oh shh. <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean get in line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a big it's a big crew. <laughs> uh, until they get to know me. The real me. Um, Rochelle, Yeah. no, you know you know the real me. I, I think so. I think so.
3: I, I hope so. Parts at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. And you're still here. Cool. Oh yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of you as well. Oh, thank you, and that's why I invited you on the show. <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> that's, that's a thing. Um, like. I, you know, though looking back on the last couple of years of the show, I, I, huh. I regret maybe that I didn't have enough enemies on. Oh, yeah, you know? yes, that's something to consider for the next, the next time around. Yeah, maybe
3: that could be the theme.
2: Right. Well, actually, I know somebody who. I never listened to it, but I know someone with a podcast that's like, uh, what's it called? It's like something about like talking to people who, who hate her.
3: Oh, wow. Brave.
2: Like <laughs> internet troll, like uh-huh. going yeah. and interviewing trolls who said they wanted to do horrible things to her. And well, yeah, that's not something I want to do. Yeah. I, I really don't like conflict. Yeah. So
3: Yeah. It's, I feel like that takes a lot of courage. I should listen to that podcast. I know. Maybe it will help move me in that direction.
2: I think I haven't listened because I'm scared. Yeah, totally. I'm scared of somebody else's conflict.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Uncomfortable.
2: Totally. Mm-hmm. So we listened to The Middle yeah. by Jimmy Eats World. Yes. Eat, Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy Eat World. Yes. Just like not,
3: not... Not grammatically
2: correct. Yeah. Yeah. Confusing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But tell me about it.
3: I will. So... Uh, w- when you ask me what song um, I might want to use to introduce me, I uh, first, I you'll learn this about me over the course of the next two hours, but <laughs> I have struggled with a big inner critic in my life and some perfectionism. And so I went into this like, oh, I have to find the perfect thing. And I started trying to go to all these places and figure out what was the right thing. And I finally came back to home, which is like, a song that has meant something to me for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's meant something to me is both because when I was in high school, Jimmy Eat World was one of my favorite bands.
2: Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's the right time. Yes, yeah,
3: exactly. Like d- early driving around in a car kind of times. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing Jimmy Eat World and playing this album specifically. Um And then as I was going through my own eating disorder recovery process, kind of early on in the process, I heard this song and it spoke to me in a new way because it kind Mm -hmm. of felt like you're just in the middle. You're just figuring it out. Like, you don't have to be perfect. Just be in your process. Um, You're still unfolding. I'm still unfolding many, many years later. But, um, yeah, it was just, it felt like a lot of permission and even just the energy of the song, like permission to dance, permission to feel good, permission to, like, be me.
2: Yeah. 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 That's so it's so wonderful when you find music and, and other kinds of media that basically feel like they're giving you permission and, and yeah. he- helping you get closer to yourself.
3: Exactly. That's yeah. what this did. And it was actually in a music therapy group. Oh that I yeah, that I like remembered this song, looked up the words, was like, Yes. Yeah. This is this
2: is my song of the moment. That's so cool. Yeah. I remember leading a music therapy group when mm-hmm. I was working in an eating disorder yes. treatment program, yep. Yep. and um, hearing you say this makes makes me feel really good about mm-hmm. that as a as a methodology yes. because it really it really can be so impactful. Absolutely. And here you are, so many years later, yeah. still impacted. Oh by yeah,
3: that. yeah. Choosing it to come on this show and be with you. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're here
2: (laughs) showing yourself.
3: Yes. Yes. Jumping right into part of my core healing and growth process in my, my eating disorder recovery. I'm sure we'll talk some about today. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So how does it feel to be here right now?
3: Oh, I'm so happy. It's really nice to be talking to you. And it's so cool to see you where you're doing your thing because <laughs> I've heard you so many times. And now it's just this kind of like integrative experience of, oh, this is what it looks like, too.
2: It looks a lot messier than what I was <laughs> hearing, I hope. I hope it didn't sound as messy as how it looks.
3: It looks beautiful. It looks great. Okay. Beautiful mess.
2: Beautiful mess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I like came and I'm like, "Oh, that's on a different cable now." Oh shit. Oh wait. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Why isn't that playing? Ah! Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah, here we are.
2: Here we are in the beautiful <laughs> mess of life. That's right. Oh, so you're also a psychotherapist? I am. Here in San Francisco. Yes. And and can you say a little more about about what you do?
3: I can. Um, it's so funny every time I feel like I am asked to speak to this question. I have a different answer, so we'll see what comes oh. out today. <laughs> we get the exclusive um, that's on whatever right. answer that's you're right. about to bring. Always an exclusive. Yeah. Um, yes, I am a psychotherapist in San Francisco. That's how you and I know each other. Yeah. Um, but I, I work with a, a pretty big range of individuals um, and a few couples, but I do specialize in disordered eating and eating disorders, um, helping people work towards healing their relationship with food and their body. That's a, that's a section of what I do, a pretty big section. Mm-hmm. Um, I run a group for people struggling as well. And um, other things I'm interested in, I mean, in general, I feel like I'm just trying to help people understand why the things that they do and the things that they feel make sense.
2: Yes. <laughs> and help yeah. them
3: try to think about if they want to keep doing it that way or if they want to move towards, you know, looking at how that might not serve them anymore and trying to be as gentle as possible in that process. Um, I really like to work with, um, anyone who wants to come my way, all genders, all orientations, Mm -hmm. all everything. Um, and definitely have, um, a broad, a big, big kind of slew of my practices, people in there like 20s and early 30s just kind of trying to figure out how to be a human in this world that isn't always very kind um Mm -hmm. and in this city that isn't always very kind Mm -hmm. in ways so Mm. yeah but my um I have some
2: adolescents and I have some
3: older adults too and really lucky to get to work with a lot of different people
2: yeah yeah well something I definitely have always appreciated about you and we've we've been in a consultation Mm -hmm. group together um we both have, but but we also both have similar um, or like work that we do and yes um, backgrounds and so it's I've I've just what you were the way you described what you do is in, around helping people see how the things they do actually make sense yeah. is so. Is such a good way to describe it because that's mm. my experience with you, just as mm. as a friend mm-hmm. and as a colleague. Mm-hmm. Is like you you I, I tell you something and you're looking at me and you're like, makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. that you would do that mm-hmm. or that you would feel that mm-hmm. way. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not an endorsement. It's just like yeah, yeah. based on your context, that's that right. makes sense. That's right. So it's it's very um, it really helps take some of the shame out of it and I I think that's so important for being able to go anywhere
3: totally agree with shame sort of present everywhere and in the way it's almost impossible to make any moves yeah yeah
2: which is weird because when I think about things on a like larger scale there are people who I think should feel shame uh-huh <laughs> totally yeah and it's like ah but that doesn't fit how I believe human change right. happens but right ah, but like we're we're all shame so yes no know. I'm with you and I
3: god I mean I feel like that just takes us right to the center of something I struggle with a lot where I just feel like there's a lot of paradoxes you know yeah there's a lot of ways that things like Make sense one way, and then they also make sense another way, or right. don't make sense another way. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm with you though. I think um, some people have a propensity to take things on themselves and feel like things are their fault, and other people have a tendency to point fingers outward. Yes. And
2: maybe those
3: people could stand to think a little more about their part in things. Yeah. Question mark.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I wonder when people do that if it's actually a sign that they they have an even lower shame tolerance.
3: I think you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like we might feel a lot of shame and more shame than we should. Yes. And shame can lead can lead one to to completely avoid the exactly. feeling altogether. Split off from anything yeah.
3: that will put them in touch with that. I yeah. think you're right. I think that's a good point.
2: So, I mean, as a therapist, I I know I've figured out I, I I've, I feel like I'm pretty good at the validating. Yes. And I, I really struggle with how to work with someone when I'm like. Totally. I think, I think you might need to feel some. I think you might need to take some responsibility and feel some guilt about this. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> me too. It's yeah. harder
3: because I think it's different than what has helped me. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And so exactly. and a lot of times when I'm sitting with someone that I have a sense of like. Oh, we're similar in these ways. I kind of know what I th- yeah. at least what I think might be helpful for you. Yeah. Um. And when it's someone who has a very different orientation, and I do feel like I need to come in in a different way, sometimes that can be more challenging for me too. Yeah. Growing edge for sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's not. It's like it's it's been interesting. Like through that validation, I actually am able to come back around to like the responsibility part. Yes. Totally. Because of yeah. course, there's stuff I'm responsible Absolutely. for. It's not like oh, I need to live a life of of like shirking all responsibility, right? right. And and like not feel not feel guilt for any action I do. Yes, it's just that it, it's like we take it. It's I don't know if this is your experience, yeah. But mine is that sometimes the shame I feel is is maybe even a defense against coping with and looking at the things i really am responsible for i
0: agree
3: yeah yeah it's kind of this like yeah it's almost a preemptive like i know it's all my fault i know i'm bad yeah like before you even yeah. are yeah. And you just do this
2: whole <laughs> blanket and it's like exactly. well you don't even learn from that because what specifically yes 100%. is is wrong here 100 like, if it's like i'm all bad and i'm the worst and now i'm gonna melt down yes there's actually no room for growth no
3: exactly Yes. Yeah, and I think you're totally right in what you were speaking to. Like I've experienced this in myself. This sense of the more kind of whatever you want to call it space I can get from my shame or healing around my shame, the more I can go like, oh yeah, like I did do that. Yeah, in a way I don't like, or I would like to do that differently, but without collapsing.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. It's
3: more of just like a yeah, I can own that, and I'm also not terrible, horrible, no right, good. right. It's both.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it makes me think a lot about the process as like a a white person kind yes. of figuring out oh, yes. what what that means yes. and what I think that there was a there is different stages around that like there was some defensiveness at one point. Yes. There was some and then there was like the total complete shame meltdown, the white tears. For sure. Yes. <laughs> and which, yes. which are defense against actually dealing with it and makes yes. it about you. But exactly. like, okay, that's a phase. Right. It's <laughs> a <of the> process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there's the like, this like, cal- this almost like calmer, like, okay, let me look at this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see what's. I see what's up here. That's right. And that's. And there's probably more to see. Yeah. And I'm bracing for it a little bit, but I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I know I can survive whatever it is. That's right. So there's... That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no need to, like, defend through immense emotional breakdown.
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) More ability to ride the waves of that. It is a very parallel process. I appreciate you speaking to that specifically Mm because I think it's so so important mm-hmm. to do whatever work is necessary to be able to do that work. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. like we kind of have to it's like we have to love ourselves in order to be critical of ourselves in a healthy way. Yes. Yeah.
3: I think that's right. It's a very like non dual perspective, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm both I'm both whole and okay and I have blind spots and I'm yeah. Wounded and I you know, do damage.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We all do damage. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that, you know, one of the things that I found is, you know, your background having, having gone through an eating disorder Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and all the training around treating that Um, I've gone through similar stuff and training and it's and work with, you know, similar people. And it's like, I think that that conversation about shame is just gets really highlighted in that work. Yes. And I wonder like how how that has been for you. I, I'm trying to think if I'm asking this of you personally mm-hmm. or as a therapist or mm-hmm. both. Yeah. But just... Uh, Mm um like where like hmm i know it's never over
3: but like yeah where yeah
2: what is your relationship to shame right now Uh, it's
3: it's such a good question it's so funny actually (laughs) when i was thinking about like what's been on my mind recently i was like shame question mark do i want to go there and yep here we are well here we are it's great um yeah i think it's a really good question and i do have to say um I think a lot of people struggle with shame as we're talking about but I think people who end up with eating disorders or even struggle with disordered eating it's like a level of shame that just infiltrates everything one yes. of my mentors says like on a cellular level like yes. you feel shame cellular shame uh-huh mm-hmm. and it gets it gets exacerbated in eating disorder behaviors too like yeah perpetuates yeah. the shame but my relationship to shame right now I would say is I'm like much more aware of where my shame is located, kind of mm. if that makes, it's like I know where is it? uh, kind of in my my belly is where I usually oh. feel it in my body. interesting. um, but I like I can feel it triggered um in a way. It's like I'm just I think I'm much more aware of it than I've ever been. So when when it comes online, I'm just like instantly aware that that's what's happening. Yes. You and I actually had a conversation a couple of weeks ago where you really helped me. I was like, I just had such a bad inner critic day. Like I went so into this place, which is also just feeling a lot of shame. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like. Oh, yeah. The Metacritic was online, too. Mm-hmm, Both mm-hmm. your inner critic was there, you know, saying, oh, man, you're fucking this up. You're doing this yeah, wrong. You're yeah. so bad in this way. But then there was also this like, and look how fucked up you are that your inner critic is so big right now. <laughs> you know, like that, like double uh, those like multiple layers of, yeah. of it. And um, like, again, I, and even as I talked about that day that I had a couple weeks ago, it was like. I knew what was happening. Yeah. And that, even though it was very unpleasant to be in it, yes. it helped it, to have yeah. a little bit of space from it. And I am not in any way done with this journey, but and I've done a lot of work on it, but I feel you like... You won't
2: be done till you die. Exactly. I won't be done till I die.
3: And I feel okay about that, actually, <laughs> most of the time. Most uh-huh. of the time. Most days I feel okay about that. But, like, I'm always going to be trying to figure shit out until the day that I die. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I'm grateful that my shame it feels like a little more contained uh-huh. it was like I used to feel it on a cellular level throughout my entire body and now again you asked where it was I'm like my belly I think mm. like it feels a little more like all right it's it's packaged a little more and yeah. so when it gets opened up I can feel it because I'm not in it all the time hmm
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah, it's
2: interesting from an eating disorder perspective. Yeah. Shame being located in the belly. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're like, That's uh-huh. good, I know that. No, I actually <laughs> didn't
3: make that connection until you oh. said it. But yeah, I I've read somewhere sometime that like the the most hated part of the female body is is the the belly, oh. the stomach by women. Yeah, oh, by women. Yeah. Mm, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah.
2: Huh. That's actually not the part that I hate the most yeah. on my own body. Yeah. I'm not going to go into specifics. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to be triggering to anyone, but like it it is, it is interesting to like kind of think about what our areas of distress are. For sure. You know? And they're not the same for everyone. For sure. I just read that that was the most common. I mean, that's not, that's not surprising. I mean, it's also, it's just such a charged part of the body. Yes, it is. Because like there's so much that there's like, there's, there, there's, you know, the pressure to have a flat stomach, exactly. but there's also like this is this area that's supposed to like expand and bulge yeah. out and in, in pregnancy for sure. and like, which is the only thing we're with our bodies apparently. Yes, so, that's right. you know,
3: definitely the only time you're allowed to have a belly. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and this is not true historically. Body standards have. Yes, that's right. been very different over time, but yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: no, you're right. It's like it's supposed to be able to be this thing that looks aesthetically this certain way. That's such a ridiculous standard for almost anyone. Yeah. Um. And then but you're also supposed to be fertile mm-hmm. and be able to get pregnant mm-hmm, Um. Mm-hmm. and then like be OK with your body changing, but only then you have to get it back to a certain place right. really quickly. Totally. And it's just like <laughs> crazy. Not to mention yeah. the digestive part of what that area of oh, our body oh, does oh totally for us, right? and there's
2: so much you know like i'm gonna use a very stupid term yep. that doesn't really say anything but there's so much science around oh, yeah. um the gut being oh, yeah. like the other like emotional yes. center and yes. therefore like so many um gut issues being linked to uh emotional stuff and yeah. trauma and, and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I think I had, I had heard about a study that was saying that um, people with digestive issues might be more prone to eating disorders. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you you see those two things paired a lot.
3: Absolutely. There's a lot of correlation and and not, from what I have read about it, not that I have read everything exhaustively by mm-hmm. any stretch, but mm-hmm. like there's not a clear causation right so i think right. there's both people who struggle with digestive issues are more prone to developing disordered eating and eating disorders and then those things can also cause digestive issues so right.
2: it's both but um, um yeah and if, and if you've been on the the diet yo-yo exactly for for years and years like you, you've likely like havoc has likely been wreaked on your body absolutely and your
3: system you yes know. All kinds of systems, but your digestive system too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so I do think that's really interesting that those things are often linked. And then if when we bring in the kind of growing awareness of um, the connection between emotions and yeah. our guts, it's like, oh wow, it's just it's such a complicated thing. Yeah. And I just want to speak to I think that kind of um, growing understanding of the importance of the gut and gut health, and issues on emotions can both be used to help and can be used to, are, is co-opted by diet culture. Yes, yes. To be, know, like, oh. Oh. Yeah, to be like, oh, you have to perfect your eating yeah. so that you have the perfect gut, so that I you know. have the perfect blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, whenever we talk, mm-hmm. we're just like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but totally. like, there, yeah. yeah, there's something I know for myself around not around changing especially having grown up in a in a very like health food centric yes. household yes. um changing my expectations of my body's functioning yeah because every time i have a stomach ache every time mm-hmm. i have indigestion every, like any i'm bloated like anything yeah there's self blame yeah yeah and it's like holy <laughs> shit like totally. like how unhelpful is that oh my god the worst <laughs> like right? sometimes sometimes it's clear sometimes it's like okay like I have learned over the years that like certain foods um that also happen to be vegetables yeah you know yeah. like yeah. like trigger some of those symptoms totally in my digestion and so I I now more easily actually without like without a lot of anxiety around yeah. it I can avoid them yes you know yes like don't get me started if it's something I absolutely love. Right. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But most most of the time it's like, yeah, you know, it just happens. And what is what is our expectation of how well everything should be functioning?
3: Totally. Totally. The
2: same thing the same thing happened in the last couple of years for me about sleep. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's all this stuff about like how sleep is like the most important thing. And if you don't <laughs> sleep right, you're gonna suffer all these consequences. Mm-hmm. And what level of perfection is being expected around that is like is is where it gets really wonky. Right. Totally. It's like, of course, like I had a period of not sleeping well for months and it it had a massive effect on me. But the biggest problem was the anxiety about not sleeping. well. Exactly. That it
3: exacerbates it so much. So yeah. much. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I have a friend who I recently was talking to who's been seeing a sleep specialist. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. Because of all of her anxiety about it. And you know what he's teaching her? To not worry about not getting enough sleep. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's it's helping. And it's helping her sleep better. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
3: It all comes full circle, right? Yeah. 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 It's like we create these problems so then we have to fix them. Yeah. Capitalism. Mm, Yep. Right? Like, feel so, 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 so scared. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust your body. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah. Um, but then eventually we come back around to like, oh, that's the only way. Yeah. To survive.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> this stomach ache means something is is severely wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. So much fear. So much fear, and then that and then that gets attached to expectations around appearance exactly. and yep. what what like the the modern the modern iteration of. Um, body tyranny is actually more focused on health and fitness yes oh yeah as opposed to just pure thinness or something exactly yeah
3: we've decided like for the most part that that as a focus in and of itself is quote unquote unhealthy or unhelpful but it's just a new iteration of the same thing where there's this perfect way to be and again if you're Oh, if you're struggling with something in your body, or if you don't like the way you look, it's just because you're not doing enough of something. Yeah, or you're doing too much of something else. We
2: can't seem to not be puritanical. Yes, about whatever we do. That's right. As a culture. That's right. That is our founding like uh, ethos. Exactly. It will find its way there. Yeah. No matter what is how it's, it feels. It's 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 puritanism meeting capitalism and greed. Yeah. And together they unite of this beautiful evil force exactly that is hurting us all exactly
3: ever oppressive. happy thanksgiving right <laughs> America
2: no
3: America. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, which is a whole whole nother yeah, thing. we're gonna talk about that,
2: yeah, um so so I think that that should be the focus of the next part of our conversation, actually is the holidays and all the messaging uh, and anxiety that can come up around food and body image. Yep. Um, I know that you and I are a bit more aligned. Not everybody in the eating disorder world aligns on this, but I think yep. we tend to around the the sort of the distinction between a, a, a diagnosed eating disorder and disordered eating mm-hmm. not being not not being so clear. Yes,
3: <laughs> yes, or even that important. or, I think or even of that, that important, all right? Of that that often yeah and where <laughs> yeah.
2: where is that line and what is it that we're struggling with and yeah that that most people actually have some some shit around Ab- this so. yeah, absolutely. yeah absolutely so we will talk about that but we're gonna listen to a song come back and do a listener question great and then we'll get back to that a little later in the show so um this is a very important day to me mm-hmm. <laughs> because it might rain <laughs>
3: It's supposed to rain. It's yeah. supposed to rain.
2: <laughs> I wore my new rain booties, mm-hmm. Very so cute. it better fucking rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in honor of that, I will play something from my past. <laughs> and i I just have to say that um, I first heard this album. So my sister went to college at um, Humboldt State. University in Arcata. And when I was twelve, I was in middle school and she was like a, a freshman there, I think. Um, I took a Greyhound bus up mm. to Arcata to go visit her all by myself. Mm. Um, it was actually like a cool adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really long bus ride. <laughs> I think it was like six hours, um, because it stops a bunch, but um so she was working at a bookstore in downtown Arcata called The Tin Can Mailman. And I think in my memory, though this is probably totally made up, it was raining. Uh-huh. And I went wandering around downtown Arcata while she was working mm-hmm. between, like, oh, it was like reading Judy Bloom in the little back kids' room. <laughs> and then I went wandering around um, and I was like, oh, there were some scenes in that book. Uh huh. Uh huh. Judy Bloom <laughs> yeah. introducing me to my sexuality. Uh huh. Anyway, there's so many pieces <laughs> to this, uh, and then I went into the, the the record shop in town, and I got uh, I bought the the garbage CD, hmm. um, the self titled garbage album, and it was the best thing I'd ever heard. Mm. <laughs> I ended up having a poster on my wall of Shirley Manson <laughs> with her red hair, and <laughs> um, the song that resonates resonated with me the most on there of course was Only Happy When It Rains Mm -hmm. and it I mean I would say that Garbage feels dated for me Mm -hmm. at this point Mm -hmm. unlike some of the other music that influenced me at the time Mm -hmm. but this song will always be deeply Mm -hmm. special to me so here's Garbage, Only Happy When It Rains Mm
1: -hmm. I'm only happy when it rains ¡Vamos!
2: Thank you, Shirley Manson, for that good old 90s long fade out. Made the transition a lot smoother. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Community Radio.
1: BFF.FM. Best frequencies forever.
2: All your friends are doing it. That was uh, Only Happy When It Rains by Garbage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And every time I listen, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is. Exactly, my song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just telling Rochelle while we were listening to that song that I was sharing with friends last night. What my like the Christmas movie or, mm-hmm. that I like is the Snowman, and apparent and they, my friends looked at me like, "What the hell is wrong with you? That movie's so sad." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "What? I remember it being very sweet and beautiful." Yeah. So you know what? Death comes for us all. That's right yeah
3: I haven't seen it. You sold me. I'm gonna go watch it.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. yeah, let me know what you think. Yeah, I have the music kind of stuck in my head now because mm. my friends put it on last <laughs> night. <laughs> um, so let's do a listener question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. um okay, so oh, I already answered that one. Okay, here we go. this is this is mm-hmm. It's okay. a big one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on here. And some of it's about me, so I feel a little mm. a little shy. Huh? Okay. <laughs> it says, all right, so I quit my job, which I stand by, and now I'm on day two of being underemployed and, and am already bored. Mm. I am definitely an over-functioning high achiever, so this feels hard in a new way. I have another job lined up, and I start in six weeks, so the energy I would have spent on finding a new job has nowhere to go. Mm. I'm going to be working as a legislative analyst, so my instinct is to start researching Mm. policy I know is coming up for a (laughs) vote in 2020. But I'm trying to not Mm over-function and work for free. That's my pattern. I already cleaned out my closets and made banana bread, so I'm out of ideas on how to spend the next six weeks any idea of what I could do that would be of service to others and or mm-hmm. things I could do to help myself reset. Part two. Mm-hmm. I will also be uh, real, but losing a job and manager I love at the same time your show is ending mm-hmm. feels entirely heartbreaking. Oh. Mm. I've already read this.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay, but reading it out loud is different. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I've definitely had some moments of if it's all going to leave me, why even try? Mm. <laughs> I have another job lined up, but how am I going to fill the Lily Sloan hole in my mm. heart? Mm. Oh, it's hard for me to read with my eyes getting watery. Yeah. Um, let's see. I've tried other podcasts and radio shows, and it's simply not the same.
0: Mm.
2: Where, where can I sit back and be soothed and challenged emotionally and intellectually for two hours a week for mm. fucking free? Mm. <clears throat> Also, it's it's not free because this person donates to the show. <laughs> um, I'm also writing in swear words because I like it when you read the these and swear. <laughs> it's a small delight in my life every time you use the f word, fuck. So I guess my second question is, how do I live without you? Aww. Sincerely bored AF, Bree. Hmm. Bree, thank you. Mm-hmm. I just want to like, yeah, acknowledge how how like supportive of the show Bree has been yeah. like from the very beginning wow. and has just been like such a such a wonderful listener um, and you know and letting me know how the show is impacting her along the way which has been really cool and so generously like donating to the station um, and just like, that kind of involvement has had from 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 her and, and you know other people at various times has been the thing that makes me feel like there's a reason Absolutely. to do the show yeah because <laughs> otherwise it's like is this just going into the ether
0: mm-hmm.
2: and is that okay not really for me as a person who needs to feel like I'm doing something uh-huh. and it sounds like that's yeah. what Bree is struggling with too. That's right. It's like here I am idle and I need to feel like I'm doing something.
3: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you acknowledged that second part first because it does feel important just for you and and Bree to get to have a moment with that. It yeah. feels like yeah, I mean, you and I were talking before the show just about how endings are hard and Yeah. Um, there's lots to feel about them, you know. <laughs> it puts us in touch with impermanence and just like coming up against our own whatever is there emotional stuff when when something that we've sort of depended on, leaned on, appreciated, yeah, um, is no longer, yeah,
2: yeah, totally. It's
3: really hard, and it's Thank- happening for her in multiple ways
2: right now. Yeah, 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 and um, actually, and I did I did share it on the show, but yeah, it was a f- few weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Brie wrote to me and was like. I'm I my my role basically what they're asking me to do at my job has changed in a way where it no longer it's now it's now antithetical to my values Mm. and I think I have to quit and I'm really I'm really glad that that's that's what she did and that 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 this upcoming job sounds like oh okay here's another thing where you can feel like you're Working towards changing things in the Absolutely. world in a positive way, which That's is right. not not everybody gets. Mm-mm. I think I think there is like a like a a privilege in that, um, and and it takes a certain kind of person to pursue that, yes. and like it's it's like a combo of things. But right. but I think it's something that a lot of people wish they had and envy. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes long for a job where I, I don't feel like it matters. Yeah. Um
3: <laughs> I re- I relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> like you
2: need it to matter enough to like yeah. do it. Maybe it it mat- it fulfills a certain part of you and you don't want to feel like what you're doing is evil mm-hmm. or or contributing to something that, that you don't believe in. Right. But um, you know, to feel this drive of like I I need the work I do and the things I do to be important. And yeah. um I I get that yeah and it's also an exhausting way to live yeah it
3: is yeah it is and I think can hear in the question like kind of the other side of that like I'm uncomfortable when I'm not doing something that feels like it's doing something yes or and and even pieces of like making an impact or whatever and um all that stuff is really interesting to look at you know um and sometimes i think to your point there can be like a craving Mm -hmm. something that is less like i'm on it matters Mm -hmm. um but then when we get that sometimes it's It's like like, oh what now
2: what totally where
3: how do i and i think pieces of identity come up in that too like who, who am i if i'm not doing something
2: yeah And that, I mean, that's, that's exactly what came up around ending my podcast. Mm. That's what's coming up around ending this show Mm -hmm. is like, Mm -hmm. well, if I'm not doing, if I'm not the therapist who does radio Mm -hmm. to spread the word of, you know, anti-establishment, you know, like psychology and personal growth, then like, who am I? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that Brie, it you know, from what I know of you and from what you're sharing here, it's like yeah, you're like the over functioning, the high achieving, like that's probably very deeply ingrained in in who you are and yeah. how you see yourself. Yeah. And if you're you're just if you're idle and you have this open space, it's inc- it's so deeply unsettling mm-hmm. to feel like you don't have you don't have who you know yourself to be to anchor to. That's
3: right. That's right. You're swimming in like uncharted waters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer, you know, it's like, is it, because you could go a couple ways, right? Mm-hmm. You could go towards sit with the discomfort, right. Right. you know, and like focus on that and just be with it. Um, or you could go with, well, here's a number of ways that you could fill that space and, okay. and be in touch with that you know, functioning helper part of you.
3: Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I had like my mind going in those two directions too. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong there. Yeah. But one thing that was coming up for me too is like no matter what you end up doing or not doing, those six weeks are going to go by.
2: Oh, totally. Right? <laughs> and
3: and I just wonder if in a way, and th- yeah, that this could be a time to experiment. Like when you're, yeah. when your life is so full- you don't get as many opportunities to tap in and go like, what do I actually feel like right now? Uh-huh, what, uh-huh. What, what am I actually feeling like propelled towards or away from or yeah. needing? Um, and that is not easy, especially if you're not used to tapping into it. But right. I wonder if there could even be little ways that that could manifest for you in this time, because again, I think it opens up a, a larger range of choice and yeah. you could take that with you into the next phase, the next job
2: yeah yeah I agree. It's and so maybe it's it's like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. yes, it's, it's I think that's right. yeah, it's, yeah, because yeah. I think we can get perfectionist about anything <laughs> right as we, as we as we've discussed established. you yes. can get very perfectionist about sitting with your feelings yeah. and sitting with the discomfort. Oh God, yeah. and like that's why in the opening meditation, I was like, well, you don't have to like you can. If you're uncomfortable in your chair right now, you can, you can adjust. Right. And I've had, I've been in meditation um, classes or like retreats where, I mean, I've never done more than a one day retreat, but where I've been in situations where it's like, stay in this one position and don't move (laughs) and just notice what's happening, even if you're in a tremendous amount of pain. Right. And I, I tend to get a lot of pain in my upper back when I'm trying to do like a seated thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I've been in in those scenarios where the teacher's like listen to your body if you right. gotta move move that's right And I'm like oh that resonates so much more with yeah, me yeah I agree
3: <laughs> and um, especially and this is there's a lot of gray area here but when you cross over into pain yeah from discomfort like, yes that's time to move or yeah, yeah. or do something different right yeah. like there's no, I, I don't personally believe there's, like, good that can come in that, like, suffering for suffering's sake. Kind yeah, of. I, um, I'm with you. Yeah, but it, it is such an interesting thing to sort of figure out when is it, and there's no perfect answer here, but, like, when is no, it? No, there, there, <laughs> there is a perfect answer. I mean, there is a perfect answer. No. <laughs> what's what's in What's the loving thing to do for myself in this moment? Mm, like, what's mm-hmm. in the service of me right now? Like, yeah. I was talking to a client recently about um, uh, yoga, and like, I'm very pro shavasana and child's pose, and like, uh-huh. do what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. But there's also times like, could it be like, I can I can hold that a little longer? I can do, right, and it's right. like trying to decide when that's the growthful thing and yeah. the, the loving thing versus when it's like, no, I just need to take a time out. It's not easy. Yeah, And I think yeah. that's why I love the idea of experiments. Right. It's like yeah. everything can be. Try it out.
2: Right. How does it work? Totally. What do you think? You know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. If it's an experiment, then you're not a, you're not a failure. That's
3: right. That's right.
2: You're not a failure. You got more information. Yes. And I think that like, you know, some things that it sounds like Bree could be experimenting with mm-hmm. is what is it like to do something for you yeah. instead of somebody else? Yes. Um, what without a judgment about like oh well you're a helper and that's pathological? Yes, you know like oh, totally it's like, no. Yeah. Like, that's really cool that you're so driven oh to God, help people, yeah. even if some of your trauma and pathologies are part of why. That's right. Like, that's right. You're 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 doing beautiful things in the world. Yeah. Nobody should tell you that's bad. That's right. It's it just is there is there something that could use some exploration yeah. and light sh- shining on it that doesn't normally because of the mode that you're often in. That's
3: right. Yes. I love what you're saying about just trying to get away from like good or bad or healthy or unhealthy. Yeah. And just like, um, just an edge, like again, and something that you can try out. Yeah. That might not be your, your normal go-to and yeah. your normal go-to is great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not yeah. a problem.
2: Yeah. And it, I mean, and like when, when you are used to, like, I think some, t- there are certain types of things and situations where I'm very used to like looking to other people for or looking to other people to make certain kinds of decisions for me or tell me what they want um, it's always this really like uncomfortable weird sometimes enjoyable sometimes not thing when I when I have the opportunity that's often usually forced upon me <laughs> for some reason <laughs> to really listen to what I want yeah and is that different? And and how is yeah. what I want wrapped up in what you want? Right. Oh yeah. You know those things can be indistinguishable. For sure. It's like that. It's 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 like that thing of, oh no 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 I like I I'm really no the the makeup I, my makeup is for me it's not for someone yeah. else and yeah. I'm like I think it's more complicated than that yeah and that's fine and it doesn't
3: have to be right, right? like <laughs> just for you or it just, doesn't yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's
2: like it's like we are not we don't exist in a vacuum.
3: That's right. That's right.
2: So it's yeah, it's never as simple as like. It's just none. Nothing can. Nothing. Nothing true really fits on a bumper sticker except the thing <laughs> I just said. Yeah, which is absolutely true and it definitely fits on a bumper sticker. Totally. Yeah. Yes, yes we'll make them. Yeah, we'll make mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll sell <laughs> nothing true fits on a bumper sticker. Bumper stickers. Yes, it's like how Marie Kondo. Uh-huh. Did you hear about this? No, I don't think so. Shh. You know Marie Kondo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. She now has a website selling a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> that that
3: makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's God. funny. I saw a children's book by her this weekend. I didn't oh, know she had written a children's book. Mm, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, but that makes sense. No, I, I didn't hear that she's selling a bunch of shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's perfect.
3: It's perfect. Again, create a problem yes. so that... You can solve you it. You can solve it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: You need to get rid of everything in your home mm-hmm. so that you can replace it with everything from my website. And then we'll do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and who knows? Like, I don't, I'm not totally, like, I'm not going to go. I, I'm not getting totally on the social media train blasting her. Yeah. Though there have been some funny takes. Um uh-huh. <laughs> But because I don't, I don't know. Like, when when something you do get successful, it, it is often corrupted. And who knows if yeah. it's as much hurt her personally or sure. its publishers sure. or yeah. agents and like what role the, that pressure is playing totally. in all of it. But. Or to bring it a
3: little bit back to this yes. question, <laughs> if she like did that thing and now she's like what the hell do I do now? Yeah. And so, is what? like scrambling for yeah. something, the next thing to sort of be yeah doing or successful at or whatever.
2: Well, and the thing is, is that if you're in the, the line of work that's about helping people mm-hmm. like... Especially like in the self help and like areas, I th- I think that there's something really difficult about building a business around that. Yes. Because, it, and and this could bring us to diet culture. But yeah. like, if it works, then it shouldn't be that profitable. I know. Because it shouldn't last. Yes. Really. Yes. Like.
3: Exactly. It, no, that's that's great. That's a, a really good point and. I think there's lots of stuff for me personally and I think for other people as I've had conversations Mm -hmm. about like um quote unquote selling or creating a business around helping yourself, but I think that's one of them too, to your point.
2: Yeah. But then I'm like, well, the reason the reason I'm okay with it with therapy is because I don't think therapy working means therapy ends. No, exactly. I don't think it means any of that. Yeah. I actually um think she would be okay with me saying this but my um a one of my Mm -hmm. uh siblings partners was like hey I don't know what to do I've had two different therapists break up with me saying I I was done and that but I really like going to therapy Hmm. and so I don't understand what is going on here. Yes, yes. And and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're more solution-oriented. And so they're seeing the work as like, here's a problem and we're going to work through it. And then look at you. You're doing so great. Time to move on. Time for me to do my next, take the next person. And so, you know, we talked about just talking to the the therapist about why she likes going and why she really likes her Mm -hmm. and, and would want to continue Um, that's cool and see how the therapist responds to that yeah but like yeah
3: yeah. I'm with you there's a whole I mean there are a lot of different takes on on therapy and and what it can should look like etc but um, I do feel like there's this kind of embedded in that a little bit the individualism of our culture yeah like go be fine on your own now Yes, like you're good yes. <laughs> and rather rather than like it's so cool and okay to like have relationship that supports you and yeah and get to continue that
2: yeah yeah therapy doesn't always have to look like solving a specific problem yeah, that's right that's yeah right. and it's okay to not go
0: yeah <laughs> to, exactly it's,
2: not, it's like I, I also right. kind of came back from that perspective of like oh everyone should be in therapy at all times right, right. like no, if, if you if that's not for everyone yes that's fine that's right it's
3: okay to be done or done for now yeah and it's also okay not to be yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. it's there for you when you need it that's when right. you want it that's right but I guess I guess uh while that was a bit tangential yeah. <laughs> on my part I think that we are helping Brie by providing content to listen to that's right <laughs> that's right
3: that's right and I <laughs> I hope that you're getting the message, Brie, that like, um, whatever you do with this time is okay.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: Whether you're super productive and you come up with like a, a hundred different banana bread recipes and yeah. like pick your favorite or. And feed
2: every single unhoused person yeah. in the Bay Area. Right. Banana bread.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I just planted an idea. Yes. Let's see what happens. Yes, you
3: did. You did. <laughs> Let us know. I'm a little worried. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It's You're also, gonna have to have
2: some gluten free options, you know, for for some people. I'm sure. That's that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um,
3: um, also, cool if you make banana bread and only eat it yourself. Yes. Or just share it with a few people that you love.
2: Yep. Um, or if you don't want banana bread, right? That so you make something else like zucchini bread. Sure. Or pumpkin, pumpkin bread. Pumpkin mm-hmm. bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or. Um, like a lemon poppy seed loaf. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Sounds good. You know, tar- tartine has a really good one. <laughs> really? And you know how I bought it? With a gift card that Brie gave me. Oh. So. oh So sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Bree. <laughs> Full circle. I actually spent over a year working through that gift card.
3: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
2: Very sweet. And
3: Man, tartine gift card, that's good stuff.
2: Yeah. <laughs> one opened in my neighborhood, so it, <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, I probably wouldn't have been able to go in there. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) That line. Yeah. That line, though. But yeah, so many things you could make, so many things you could not make. Mm -hmm. Even more things that you could not make. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. People, so many people you could help, Mm -hmm. even more people that you could not help.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, So much, so much um, self, like, pampering you could do or not do. Or not
3: do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm feeling some excitement Mm -hmm. around what this six weeks, I guess, probably now yeah. five is gonna be like not not excitement in a like this is I don't I don't like being like oh this is all awesome because it's uncomfortable totally and like I don't I don't want to like Im- impose some sort of idea of what's cool and not on somebody who's who may be struggling that's right but I do think it's a really interesting opportunity and sometimes when I'm struggling I'm able to bring in a little bit of that observer that's like oh this is a fascinating thing you're going through right yeah now.
3: yeah that's right I feel yeah. I feel some of that here too and also recognize the discomfort in it and the mm-hmm. discomfort I would probably be feeling I certainly relate to like whoa now I have all this space what do I do yeah um but I I just was kind of putting together this is all arbitrary but that it sounds like you'll probably be starting in the new year and then you like just kind of hopefully have some time to yeah like I said before get in touch with yourself and what you're wanting and yeah reflect and integrate what has been
2: yeah absolutely yeah
3: however that looks that doesn't have to look like sitting and meditating for hours but yeah just I'm sure it's happening regardless
2: and I think there'll only be a couple of weeks of no radical advice and no job yes so there's, there's always uh, reruns. That's right. <laughs> and, yeah. And um, I'm trying to think if there's any like, do you have like a show you would recommend that like mm. you love that people, I'm I'm watching Watchmen right now and I Great think it's so amazing.
3: Question. Um, this is kind of, I just started watching the third season of it. This is kind of like a um, lighter show, but with some real sweet themes and emotional um, notes too called atypical on netflix have you watched that
2: no i've seen i've seen it up on there okay yeah yeah it's,
3: um it's about a a young man on the um autism spectrum okay. and kind of like his navigating the world and yeah i find it very sweet that was Aww. what first popped into my head because it's what i'm watching yeah yeah
2: and i'm sure kind of on the note of something light but but actually really meaningful yeah. um I'm sure a lot of people are already watching it but uh, The Good Place is always yeah. amazing and if you yeah. haven't watched it then there's 3 seasons of it that you could binge on Netflix. Yeah. And the 4th one is being released weekly on um, Hulu so there's like oh, half of that season's already out yeah. and I I I feel like it brings up a lot of the this stuff around there's no right, like there's no right answers. Yeah. And yes, like being a human is really complicated and hard Totally. yeah very and what what is good mm-hmm. i mean some stuff is clearly bad right. but like right what is good is not yes, so
3: clear i agree i agree yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah couple things for you to possibly check out there yeah mm-hmm. be gentle with yourself yeah there will be days that are hard
2: and be gentle with yourself when you're not gentle with yourself. That's
3: right. Thank you.
2: <laughs> and gentle with yourself when you're not gentle with yourself about being gentle with exactly. yourself. All. And all of that like mirrors for infinity exactly. or whatever. All, yeah. All the meta. Picture within a picture within a picture mm-hmm. within a picture of Brie. Yes. Yeah.
3: Looking looking fab mm-hmm. in her in her break here.
2: Eat some Brie cheese. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Experiment with different Unless you're
2: lactose intolerant right. or you don't like it.
3: Then don't maybe. Then don't. Yeah.
2: It's very hard to give advice when the advice is like, anything goes. I know. I but know. that's that's been the story of this show. I mean, once in a while, there's something where it's like, okay, yes, there's something very clear popping out here. Real talk. Let's get clear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But most of the time, it's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Embrace the complexity of 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 existence. I think
3: so. Yeah, I find that very reassuring. I really yeah. I, I agree with Brie that I find you and your show and your former show like very soothing Aww. for my
2: system. So that's really good to hear. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting to just be to be like to hear that from a couple of people and to be like and I'm still going to end it but it's like there's the part of me that's like, oh, maybe it, maybe, maybe there is a reason to keep going. Sure, oh, maybe I should. Sure, because I crave that sense of yeah, like validating that 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 yeah, what I'm doing has an impact on somebody. Oh yeah, and you that's just true. don't always get that
3: feedback. That's very true. You no, know? that's very true. I mean, I think most people have an impact on people, but they don't always get to know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, somebody tweeted um, a couple weeks ago, maybe that like this was like a a writer for something. I don't know, but they tweeted uh, that you know the artists that you know, the artists, the writers, all of that. If if they make something that impacts you, let them know. Yeah, um, yeah. And I I struggle with that a lot because I think that it's I. I wanna hear it too. Yep. I wanna hear that from people. But there's also the inner critic saying, You should just do it for shouldn't you. You shouldn't need that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but literally, what is the point of putting something out into the world to share with people if there isn't if if it doesn't create a sense of connection yes. for yeah. me. For me. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, and and so it means so much to me hear from someone and now like if someone's like uber famous like I don't tweet at them like hey I really (laughs) loved your movie like I I don't think that's necessary yeah Yeah. I could be wrong though they might like need that Sure, Sure. (laughs) but I I literally don't I often don't know who's listening and and Bree is one of the few people that has consistently let me know right that she's listening and that it means something to her and um Yeah, there's shame that comes up for me around needing to hear that. But it's the thing that makes me know that there's a reason. Totally. So
3: I think it's so human. I think it goes back to that like early need for mirroring. Yes. Right. Like exactly. It it is among our most basic needs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and it feels really good to have that met, especially if there wasn't enough of it when you were young. But no matter what, like we need that throughout the course of our life. Um, I think it's such a sad thing and a problem that we are taught that that's a problem. Yes,
2: I agree. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and also at the same time, some of my work is being able to connect to my creativity and produce things and be with things in a way that's um, not. As focused on yeah. others as like the, yeah. c- the center of that. And so it's, yes, it's it, again like the paradox <laughs> totally. of, of all of that. Exactly. It's, it's really complicated. And how do you even parse that out? Exactly. Like, am I ever really making something without an audience in mind? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but like, maybe there's an edge to work where you can be thinking about it, not just quote unquote, as that. Yeah. Yeah. As about the audience. Exactly. You know, but like again, I don't think we need to find this like really clear, perfect separation between the two. If yeah. and I don't even think that's possible.
2: No. I yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Oh such a great such a great conversation. Mm. Um, let's listen to another song and come back to holidays and oh, food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears> oh, <throat> wow i'm really keeping it on uh on brand here (laughs) i uh on uh no magic radio a few weeks ago uh i heard i was i wasn't a guest i just sometimes end up sitting there and being uh, just hanging out on the show so i was hanging out on uh no magic uh which is on tuesdays 8 to 10 p.m a few weeks ago and uh Ben played Island of Doom by Agnes Obel. <laughs> and now we will listen to that together. It's a, it's a great song. Mm.
0: forever
2: you are listening to radical advice on bff.fm i'm lily sloan and i'm here with rochelle greenhagen thank you so much uh-huh. for being here this so it's already been so densely packed yeah. and rich and like like most of the time when i get together with you and we talk it's like all that mirroring and validation yeah. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. everything, I just want to feel all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially, I? yeah.
2: I noticed this last week. There's this particular feeling of like discord for me around just interactions with people uh-huh. and like, like little things like, oh, me and a friend didn't like the same, like didn't didn't both like this episode of the show uh-huh. that we're both watching. Yep, I liked it. She didn't, you yeah. know, like or like little stuff like that. But it was like uh-huh. that that those um mm-hmm. moments of of like joining and twinship yes. were just like not yeah. there. Yeah, and so I was feeling more mm-hmm. angsty and lonely and like yeah. So it's that makes it extra nice today. Yeah, feels yeah. it
3: it feels nice to me too. And I I know those moments and how yeah. hard they can be. As someone personally, I mean, I think I spent a lot of my life trying to shape who i was around what other people were and yes, so that yes. edginess to being like no i actually think differently about this or mm-hmm. feel differently about this or yeah
2: yeah yeah exactly and and sitting with difference yeah sitting that's another kind of sitting with discomfort yes it is that we can we can um a way a way of trying to cope with that can be to merge yes without necessarily listening to what it is we want and what we think and feel and yeah being in that tension is really uncomfortable yeah it is yeah and difference is really it's difference has always been incredibly hard for me yeah yeah um like I'm very opinionated Mm -hmm. and I can be contrarian about certain things or have like not the mainstream opinion yeah and at the same time I want I just want that like comfy cozy feeling of Oh yeah, we're we all we're all on the same page here. Totally. We agree.
3: Totally. It's so interesting how it can be both of those things. Yeah. Like that you can both be I'm I'm similar to you in ways there like I can be a little contrarian. I don't love to hold like the most popular opinion, yeah. but I also love the feeling of being like we agree. We feel yeah. the same about this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that in that and of itself is a tension yes. to live with. Yeah. 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 Um and speaking of contrarian and not the most popular opinion but something that we can be cozy together about Mm -hmm. (laughs) is coming back to um the the food and body stuff and this being a good time to talk about it since this week marks the beginning of the feasting yes the feasting (laughs)
3: and the family
2: the feasting and the, food, and the family, the F, great combination. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the feasting, the family, and the fucks. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I don't mean that <laughs> as in sex. It could yeah. mean sex. Yeah, um, but not with family. Kind of um, like oh fucks. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm just digging myself no weird hole with yeah, my well. word choices here, but um, yeah, it's it's a. I'm already feeling a little bit of the anxiety, like, and I've done a lot of work on myself and gotten to a much better place around, um, my relationship to food, especially around the holidays. Um, but there's this weird thing that happens. Um, I don't, I don't like to look at food or like exercise being compensatory. Yes. I like to look at exercise as one of the things that I need to like feel good and strong and healthy and all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's been challenged by things that just keep coming up I was Uh sick last week this Uh week there hasn't like that's just like all these all these things getting in the way of the routine I had kind of developed around going to these classes twice a week and I'm like oh and I normally go on Thursday well I'm not gonna be able to go this Thursday maybe I'll go on Friday but I don't want to show up and be like I'm here because of Thanksgiving Right, like no, I'm here because this is the day that works.
3: <laughs> totally, it's just it's right. all so loaded.
2: It's so it's loaded. It's so loaded.
3: It's so loaded, and I feel like as you were saying that, I was even thinking about these like turkey trot things that people do. Oh and stuff. yeah, yeah, like yeah. They go totally. for a run the day of Thanksgiving or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. As a group, um, it's really complicated, and it's so normalized. I think is the hard part. Yeah, for a lot of people who are recognizing that that doesn't serve them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, that it's like, oh, of course, I have to. You know, I mean, I feel like one of the classic ones is, like, restrict all day so I can eat this Thanksgiving meal. Which,
2: by the way, uh, <laughs> just just a reminder to people who may have heard it on the show before mm. when this topic has been discussed, but restriction, mm-hmm. restriction sets you up for binging. That's right. Or overeating, That's whatever, right. you know, severity of the word you want to go with. Exactly. Yeah. For,
3: for eating more. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: and- I think and and for more anxiety around food and obsessiveness and um, well and
2: even if I've been in a kind of restrictive place if I eat even a quote normal amount of food I might get a stomach ache uh because my body is like "Ah,
3: what's happening for sure for sure yeah Yeah, there's lots of things that can happen just if you haven't had that consistency you know whether it's tummy ache whether it's like not being able to get full off a normal amount of food mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. your body needs more normal yeah. amount of food, quote yeah. unquote. Quote, right. Lots of lots of quotes around. Lots of quotes around normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I I actually went to a a friendsgiving mm-hmm. uh, last Saturday in Seattle. Um, when I was visiting there, uh, I went. It was my friend's boyfriend's friend's friend's giving. Ooh, <laughs> picture in a picture. Yeah, <laughs> in a picture. and it was really fun, and the food was really good. Uh, she and I took a ferry to a little island and had a pretty big lunch, uh-huh. like with like a flight of of um, beer samples. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't even drink beer much, but I had a little bit of beer. Had like the BLT and the fries and yeah. all of that. And I'm like, huh. This is different, yes, because there's a whole Thanksgiving dinner coming up, yeah, and I would have in the past had a lot more anxiety about that, yes, yes and and restricted during the day and like totally thought that's the only meal or something, but yeah. I ate a normal breakfast, went and had this lunch, yeah, beautiful, then went and had Thanksgiving dinner right, right. and it was all so much less loaded and stressful, uh, exactly,
3: exactly, I mean, I think back to years before I you know, in my my younger life before I went through treatment and stuff like that for my eating disorder and where I would, because everyone else in my family was doing it, like not eating anything all day. And I'd be so grumpy and yes. so tight and just like one's dinner, one's dinner, one's yeah. dinner when I'm already around family, which has some element of stress, anxiety, yeah. you know, discomfort, yeah, etc. And it's like, man, what a what a setup. Yeah. I just spent the whole day feeling shitty.
2: Yeah. Actually if I had a tip for people for dealing with family during the holidays is eat a snack or a meal before you get there. Yeah. And this isn't cuz it's not it's not really about food anyway. That's yeah. It's about like yeah. so it's about nourishment, it's about safety, mm-hmm. it's about so many mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And if you show up um having kind of attended to some of your physical needs, you yeah. might be in a just a better place. Totally.
3: To- yeah, you're not You know, I think it's really important um, to talk about, and I'm newer to kind of understanding this, but like how our nervous system gets really whacked out when we're (laughs) undernourished. Like you're more in fight or flight, you know? So if you're already there and then you go be in a situation that has some, you know, other emotional factors involved, like it's going to be rough. Yeah. So if you can do whatever you can to the best of your ability Mm -hmm. to like help set you up for being at a place where you feel feel more neutral and safe inside yeah. yourself
2: yeah that's helpful totally yeah yeah, yeah it's it's um it, yeah, so there's like a couple things that happen is like in the f- uh, feasting time, mm-hmm. which there's a lot of historical and biological reasons for that too yes. even it's like it's dark, it's yeah. cold there's yeah. like all these reasons to like, go for nourish like like comfort both emotional and physical yes. and, and all of that yes. but um and it's it's a time that people tend to gather together and food is a thing to gather together around yeah yep. actually i wrote an article yeah. a couple of years a few years ago um for psyched in san francisco about uh-huh. about uh-huh. um like uh, basically around dealing with food around the holidays so maybe nice. i'll share that but yeah yeah it's it's like it's okay that we're feasting and that yes. we're partaking and we're doing yes. all of that. It's just like where is the restriction mindset coming in and mm-hmm. where's the anxiety coming in? That's right. Because that is what drives all of it. All yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I think too, I, I love what you're saying and um, just the normalizing of pleasure around food and like getting to have food be a part of things too. You know, like yeah. it doesn't, It. it's not... I think a lot of where we get afraid of loving food too much or enjoying it too much or even having a feast is because of fat phobia, because of diet culture. Yeah. Not because of anything
2: else. (laughs) Well, in the sense that January is coming. Yeah. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna like fuck it famine's coming. Famine is coming. (laughs) Yeah. 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 January means famine. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And that also doesn't last. No. Because uh our our bodies our bodies, including our emotional selves, yes. do not do well in famine. Not at all.
3: That's right. Including our emotional selves. Mm-hmm. It's all of it. Yeah. It's all of it.
2: Um, um, yeah. This article I wrote is weightless holidays fighting the war on your body. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just kind of go into, you know, what, you know, a lot of the weight, the no pun intended. Mm-hmm. The weight of all of this and yes. how we can think about it, just other alternative ways to think about it. I think I reread it recently, and I think I, I still agree with what I said. So I will share it <laughs> uh-huh. on social media. Uh-huh. <laughs> you never know, like know. what's changed yep. since. When did this? I don't even know when this published. It doesn't say, but you know, it's probably like 2015, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. maybe 2016. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. What are, what's something, what are, what are approaches that you take to help yourself around, to support yourself around that?
3: Yeah. I mean, some of the things we're talking about for sure around, um, making sure I'm fed throughout each day, regardless of how big of a meal is coming later. Um, like I think I really, I know that you and I and other people who, have had their own processes of trying to heal their relationship with food and their bodies, it can feel like a lonely time. Yes. I think because other people are doing it really differently because there's this conversation. I'm amazed at how many people talk about diets like while they're at a meal. Oh, I know. (laughs) Especially like a Thanksgiving meal. It makes me want to scream. I have screamed before. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's, It's so... It just makes for such, disca- so I really, I try to anchor myself in relationships like I have with you or other people where like, mm-hmm. I know I'm not alone, yeah. even if all the people I'm around at a given meal or event or whatever are not in that mindset, like I have yeah. people who are, other people are doing this right now too, um, like fighting against the, the kind of mainstream conceptualization of yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and that includes being in touch with people via text or making phone calls yeah. or just trying to stay connected to people I know are safe for me. Um, and I also like when one thing that happens a lot, I think, around this time, too, is you're seeing people you don't see very often. And so they're saying, you look so blank. You look so great. Yes. You look like you
2: lost weight, gained weight, whatever else. And I once had to <sighs> set a very strong limit with my grandma around uh-huh. that. Yes. I was like, can you please stop? having that be the first thing that you talk, talk to people about is, is what their body looks like. And she goes, but what, but what would I talk about? Well, I said literally anything else, anything else, anything else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The weather's great.
3: Talk about the weather. No, I feel like, um, limits are great. And I also like working with Knowing that people do that because they don't know how else to connect, mm-hmm. when that happens, like when there are people I can't set a limit with around it, and there are people I've certainly set limits with around it. Yeah. But if there are people I don't feel safe enough with to even do that or mm-hmm. whatever, like mm-hmm. um, I I try to in my head immediately go, This is their lack of knowing how to connect. Yeah. This is their being infected by diet culture. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't about me or like this is this is a misguided attempt at connection yeah yeah Um, it's small talk it's small talk and it's harmful small talk. it's harmful yeah but it's it is like that's and I I'm a big proponent of setting limits I'm a big proponent of walking away from conversations I've done it many times yeah and I think again just wanting to say that out loud and tell other people like even if you're the only one at your family dinner doing this you're not the only one doing this in the world (laughs) like there are other people doing this stuff Um, Yeah, yeah, I just try to stay like any little thing I can do to try to stay connected to my values, Uh my people, like people I know understand and like giving myself space when I need space. Yeah, I feel like are are my big ones.
2: And to model that, but also because it's true, but I'll say it live on air as an example, like while you're at Thanksgiving, feel free to text me if anything comes up.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Ditto. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's so helpful. I really think even just even if you can't talk to someone in a moment, just saying out loud, oh, my God, this person just talked about how they're going to run however much tomorrow or this yeah. person just talked about the diet they're going to do or it can yeah. just help get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. So you're not perseverating, ruminating about totally. it, yeah. um, which can just make enough of a difference to let you come back to yeah, being present with yeah. yourself. And yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I have noticed that, like, there's, there's, and, and it goes in and out. There's, it's not like it's a straight line, but there was this um, arc around realizing how fucked up the messaging was around me mm-hmm. and being really upset and triggered even more. Yes. Like all the oh, time. Oh, yes. Yes. And feeling like I had to say something about everything mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. To <laughs> that, even relaxing a bit. Yep. And being able to, like, laugh some things off or just kind of ignore it more than I ever did before and there's moments where I'm like oh my god that person just said that thing and I kind of just didn't make a thing out of it yeah isn't that amazing yeah Uh Uh (laughs) um and and again yeah it depends if I'm hungry yes and people are saying shit about oh if if my body needs nourishment there's already the the like the physical impact of that but also with it it's trigger it triggers the shame that the inner critic imposes on me around even having needs. Yes. Yes. And exactly. so yeah, if I'm hungry and I have a need to eat and I hear people saying shit about diets or about not eating or calories or whatever, mm-hmm. I that is a time to not be near me. Absolutely. That is a dangerous time for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I once uh, really flipped out on my younger brother about that one. He made a... I was very hungry.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's already like a family thing. Yeah. And like he made a joke about like, God, Lily, like, why uh-huh. are you so hungry for lunch? And I'm like, I like scream. Yeah. I was like, because yeah. it's
0: fucking lunchtime. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. And it's normal to be fucking hungry. That's right. Oh, <laughs> but that, but that didn't come out of like, I mean, he kind of deserved it, but it yeah. also, but it, but it, but it, it came out like that level of intensity was because I was already feeling yeah. shame for being hungry. Yes.
3: It linked in with something that was already going on
2: yeah. for you. Yeah. 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 And that, that
3: feeling alone in your need, yeah. like you're weird or unusual, I think is so harmful. Yeah. And It can come up around these times when people like I just I I also remind people, my clients, (sighs) other people in my life that I care about myself. It's like other people that I might be comparing myself to around this stuff are not healthy or they're yeah. not necessarily healthy or yeah. they're not necessarily connected to themselves and mm-hmm. what they need. And so and their body's different from mine. Yeah. Period. Totally. Like, full stop. Yeah. They might yeah. have a different need. And like that doesn't mean my need's not okay. Yeah. Or valid yeah. or like necessary to meet. Yes. When it emerges.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I and I think that the thing I would want people to be really suspicious of is messaging that is telling you. That whatever your body is telling you is a lie. That's right. And that something outside of yourself is the truth. That's right. Um, so for that mm. comes up a lot around things like sugar and carbohydrates. Yes. For instance, there's yes. a lot of messaging that's like, "Oh, you're just craving that because it's like drugs," and it's like, um, "Yeah, uh, aw. <laughs> totally." That's but,
3: such so big right now. It's so big that I- idea. And yeah. it's
2: and it's really hard because actually it's hard to know. First of all, yeah. But I have chosen to trust that it's that listening to myself and being wrong mm-hmm. is more important than learning to that I can't listen to myself.
3: Yeah. There's such inherent dis ease, I think, in thinking that what you feel or need is wrong. Yes. That I think even if you are getting a a signal that is crossed or something's not like it's still so much more important I think to reinforce and affirm I'm listening yeah I got you yeah like that will create yeah harmony totally and peace over time
2: yeah yeah I had a good experience with that recently that it was a bad experience that was a good experience because I had two days of noticing that I wanted cake Uh uh-huh and it wasn't that I was like no you can't that's Uh not why I didn't eat it." it was just like not convenient, yeah. like baking cake. That's like is hard yeah. and long. <laughs> uh-huh. And actually, I've never made a cake that I thought was that good. Yeah, yeah. um <laughs> cake is difficult. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm more of a pie gal. Uh huh. um But I just noticed I had this craving. Happened to not have cake around. Just kind of ignored it. It passed. It came back. Then I happened to be in a place. I had a little time to kill, and I was in a place that had cake. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna get the cake now. Got my cake, my little mint tea, but. The, they only had two cakes uh-huh. available. Uh-huh. It was like there was this like really rich chocolate cake and this like little carrot cake. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Well, the chocolate cake sounds too rich for what I want right uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. I guess I'll do the carrot cake." And it was totally the wrong cake. Mm, neither hit the mark. No, yeah. and neither of them were the right cake. And uh-huh. like, I I kind of knew it, but I was like, "But I have this this like opportunity. Yeah, I have this opportunity. Uh-huh. I should have the cake uh-huh. because I'm craving cake." Mm-hmm. And it made me feel kind of sick. Aww. And I realized, it, it just clarified for me that I didn't want any cake. I wanted, I was specifically craving like a kind of light, fluffy, more of like a white cake uh-huh. with like like whipped creaminess yeah. going on yeah. and that my body actually knew that. Uh-huh. And I, w- all I got was confirmation that I was actually right. Yeah, yeah and totally. that was that stomach ache that experience was really useful for honing in on yeah. this listening thing yeah
3: yeah and you were so the fact that you're able to recount for us the like trajectory of how that all unfolded you mm-hmm. were you were quite aware and mindful throughout it yeah um and not that that means you're you know you win yeah, something but <laughs> just to notice like, my prize there was yeah there was a lot of because sometimes we're not mindful I have I have like a whole idea about mindful eating and the kind yes, of paradox same. around that yeah, too. but yeah. um I feel like just you were able to even in kind of not getting the right cake able to affirm my body was right I knew what I wanted yeah I didn't quite get it this time yeah but like I can get it next time yeah and like
2: I'm yeah. I'm I'm learning how to listen and yeah. I and I almost I, I almost got it there, yeah was like, it was yeah. like really close, yeah, it was a little right. off the mark i I even kind of intuitively knew that, but i it was an experiment, yes, as we talked about before, yes, it was and an experiments experiment. aren't about failing or succeeding, they're about learning, learning. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, <exactly>. yeah, and <laughs> I'm you know it didn't feel good to have a stomach ache, but I noticed that I was able to have the stomach ache. Without the added shame about it, yeah, and that felt good. Oh, huge, yeah, huge. Then I could just be like, "Oh, exactly. I'm sorry, you didn't get the cake you wanted." Right when we oh, don't, your
3: belly hurt. <laughs> you could be compassionate to yourself in your hurt, yeah, without like which just doesn't add these layers that we do often of judgment that yeah. make the
2: suffering so
3: big, yeah,
2: um, and the catastrophizing, like therefore uh, I, it means this about me, exactly. Therefore, I'm going to get larger and larger yeah. exponentially Right, and that means this about me and like it all that meaning making yes and predicting yes. the future and, and trying to basically trying to feel like we have some sense of control over things we don't
3: yes that's exactly right I
2: mean there's when you can
3: dig down into it <laughs> yeah. there's a lot more going on than just the food or body stuff it's yeah. like a bigger sense of fear about what we'll never have, or what, yeah, you know, how we're not acceptable or okay as yeah. we are, and feeling like if we can control these things, we can somehow guarantee something.
2: Guarantee. My my sense is that the core of it is guarantee survival via belonging, yes, in the world, like mm-hmm. yes, via people not abandoning or shunning you, and that's not being part of it. That's exactly
3: yet. that's exactly right. Yeah, I, I agree with you.
2: And for some people, there is the element of of intense anxiety around their health yes which is another thing that is is not as in control as we'd like it to be
3: totally yeah totally or as much as people might lead us to believe that that it is and
2: then sometimes the anxiety about health is actually uh masking the that other anxiety
3: yes yes i think so yeah i think so and it's just fucking vulnerable to be a human being and be Ugh. in a body and not be able to like control so much of what happens. Truly.
2: And I'm, and I'm uh, all for saying, fuck this. Like this is so annoying and yeah. so hard and painful. And uh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let that shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to love your body. Yeah. You don't have to like yeah. be grateful for your body every second of the day. Nope. Just like that would be a crazy bar that it's super yeah super crazy another thing to fail at exactly yeah
3: exactly impossible impossible i think just because inherently having a body is like we're fallible it's uncomfortable things change things hurt yeah (laughs) um but in the world that we live in where the the external manifestation of our body there's so much focus on that and that like all this meaning making happening at a, on a larger scale. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How could we not have times where we, we don't like it? Yep. Yep. And I, I really think you're saying something so important around just the meaning making itself is often where the hook is. Yeah. Um, just a quick i just read an article um by someone i really like christy harrison who oh, writes a right. lot yeah, about yeah. um diet culture she she has a podcast and she yes. has a book coming Highly out recommend. yeah she's she's awesome her podcast is called food psych and she just wrote an opinion piece for the new york times called you can you can eat your feelings something like that yeah. it's about the holidays um and and food and she both hits on some of these notes around the idea of quote-unquote food addiction and sugar addiction and how that has been only seen when it's in people who've restricted certain foods. Yeah,
2: um, That kind of like compulsive edge to it. Oh, the articles, go ahead, eat your holiday feelings. Thank you.
3: Yes, I thought it might have said go ahead. Um, But also just really like it's okay to eat for emotional reasons sometimes. And that it's the meaning-making around, oh no, I'm... Eating for something other than perfect, like survival and hunger. Optimization. Exa- exactly. That, like, then we get into trouble and we get into the cycling and the restricting and the overeat. Like, you will probably get overfull at least one time over the holidays. Like, yeah. quote unquote, overfull. More yeah. full than you're used to, or it's like a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, if that could just be okay, it doesn't have to turn into like this big thing. Yes. Meaning yes. meaning something about you as a person or meaning something about what you should do next
2: or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I found that to be really great article. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to reading it. Yeah. Um, I think that surrounding myself with with content that's mm-hmm. reminding me of this, like there's mm-hmm. on so Glennis Oyston who does yeah. the Dare to Not Diet podcast, yep. um, and newsletter. Also has a dare to not diet um, group on Facebook, mm-hmm. and that can be a supportive place for totally. people around Great. all these things. You know, being you know being accepting of things as as they are, um, listening to your body, yeah. not getting pulled into diets that um, have have really no scientific validation yes. for their usefulness that actually are harmful. Right. Um, so Great. she's a she's a former Weight Watcher. Yes, um, yes. And I there really are many of them. Yeah, I really <laughs> love her. She was on the episode of a therapist walks into a bar that was about um, food That's right. issues. So yeah, yeah. I think this stuff is super important. I think it's new to a lot of people. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yep. It's really. Very. I'm uncomfortable all the time. Yes. Honestly, I'm uncomfortable. Because the part of me that still wants there to be a solution to make my body a certain way, it's it's still there and I'm uncomfortable because it's there and this other information is there. Totally. And I just like sit in that tension. Yes.
3: It's a a lot. And I'm really grateful for you just speaking to that because I think when you've had a voice for a long time that like pushes you to... Control your food and your body in a certain way. Like, try to be perfect around things. Like, live in a very rule-based way. Yeah. That dies very hard. And then you're also integrating this voice that, you know, you're speaking to other people who who talk about this stuff. Like, listen to your body. You're okay as you are. Like, there are no rules around this stuff. Mm -hmm. Find find your way. And when you have both of those in your head, it's a recipe for being uncomfortable. Yeah. All the time. And
2: I do – I just think – that's that's real. <laughs> that's it's real. It's the process. Yeah. I yeah. Aware, awareness is uncomfortable. Yes, it is. Because those impulses are still there. Like yes, yes. the other piece that's also still there, that that's there is also the self-knowledge that these anxieties are actually about something else. Yeah that's much more painful to look at.
3: Oh God, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Rochelle. Yes. I am so glad that you are on the show Aww, today. Me
3: too. <laughs> Can I, too. can I
2: ask you a big question? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the treasure mm-hmm. is buried somewhere in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. What is the treasure and where is it buried?
3: I thought about this for way too long. I'll just I bet you did. speak to again the professor.
2: But this one actually came to me
3: this morning when I first woke up. And so ooh. I was like, ooh, that's the one. Um, the treasure is located in Bayview. Oh. And it is a very special place called Family Dog Rescue. Oh. Um, where I got my pup Maya, who oh. I could like cry anytime I think about her I talk still about haven't her. Met her. I know we, we need to make that happen. Yeah. She's a very special creature. Please. She was um brought to the states from Mexico by Family Dog Rescue. They they rescue street dogs in the states and um from i think mostly central and south america Aww. um and it's just a special place lots of special pups a lot of them have special um difficulties and things like that that they're getting help with but also just a really lovely group of people so mm-hmm. that i found my treasure at family dog rescue in san francisco oh my 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 love and, that's so sweet. Um, it's a cool place. They have visiting hours for people to just stop in and say hi to
2: pups too. If you aren't in the position to get one, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's also good to know. Mm-hmm. I just found out I'll be um, taking care of Arrow uh, and Bandit. <gasps> Aww, our friends' pups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the twentieth through the twenty third, and that means Lovely. that means uh. Getting to have them sleep in the bed with me. Yes. keep me warm uh, yeah. and comforted. Yeah.
3: Also a good resource over the holidays if you have access to animals. Yes. They won't talk to you about stupid shit.
2: No. They won't <laughs> be like, are you sure you should eat that? Yeah,
3: they'll be like, can I have some?
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They, they know. They know how to do it. They know. Um, mm-hmm. Wonderful. So also a uh, reminder I said it at the beginning. I will say it again. Um, There's only three more broadcasts Mm. left of the show. And so I'm really excited to have next week um, Zara Zimbardo will be back Mm. on. Um, If you recognize that name, it's because she's the daughter of Philip Zimbardo, who you may have (laughs) learned about in your college psychology Mm -hmm. class. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, but she is much more and her own person. But I had her on two years ago uh, for the Halloween show because she's done research and writing around like um, zombies and and mm. just like these kind of um, cultural uh, representations mm-hmm. of of things. So that'll be fun um, to have her on to talk about something else, which we don't know yet. And then the week after that will be Annie Schuessler, who's been on the show before. She has a podcast called Rebel Therapist. She is a therapist who also coaches other therapists and therapy business things Um, also wonderful and she wanted to turn the tables on me a bit (laughs) to talk about the ending of the show Mm. and then on the 17th I have no guest Mm. Um, I don't know yet how I'm going to end the show so I haven't booked anybody Um, but doing it by myself sounds awful so we'll see (laughs) we'll see how how I decide to maybe I just won't show up (laughs) maybe I just won't show up I don't know epic yeah but uh, go to RadicalAdviceShow.com dot com and submit your final your final life questions. <laughs> <laughs> no more after this. No more. No more life after this. Really, it all <laughs> it all began and ends. Uh, I hope my hope is that this show was inspired by you know the the Trump administration. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Yeah. But I hope that when it so so it started as the presidency was really taking off. <laughs> and i hope that it's ending with with impeachment but you know that may not be mm-hmm. um clear at that point mm-hmm. but at least knowing that this process is is happening helps helps me feel a little better yeah that, so yeah. um and i'm going to close out with a song but i actually haven't picked one so mm. I'm stalling a little bit because I have to think about what I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Songs, music, you know.
3: Trying to get it right.
2: Trying to get it right. Trying to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Wanting to really. Okay, I could do something crazy right now. Like mm. so crazy. Whoa. <sighs> and play something I've never heard before in my life. I like it. By a band I've never heard of that I know of. But I like the name of the song. Yeah, cool. It's called Flood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that could be uh, that could be about rain, mm-hmm. which I really hope is going to start soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't want people to flood, but like also yeah. it could have to do with emotions, mm-hmm. flooding. Yes, and and um, uh, how we regulate that. So who knows? Let's see what Vagabond has to say about floods. Uh, you have been listening to Radical Advice on BFF dot fm best frequencies forever Rochelle Greenhagen has been here you can find her at www that's worldwide web yes dot uh Rochelle Greenhagen.com and that'll be in the show notes um and keep listening for more BFF stuff oh also I'm so sorry I should have said this before next Tuesday evening is our fundraising gala Uh. that we have every year that gives you an opportunity to come see the station and help support us in what we're doing. There'll be a, a silent auction. There will be live music from Sunny Sunny from sunny and the Sunsets will be performing. Um, so go to bff.fm to, to find out how to, how to come here for that event. It's uh, next Tuesday, December 3rd um, from uh, 7 to 10 p.m. Okay, here's flood. I think. Yeah, it's, it's flood time.
0: I want to make (laughs) you forever.
2: Bringing the underground to the forest.